Amen. Hey, well, welcome this evening to our uh, Wednesday midweek service, our 7 p.m. midweek service. We're going to open up a new topic today. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to speak from the topic of wisdom from there, wisdom from there. And actually, we're going to do something just a little different. We're going to talk about it today, and we're going to talk, uh, part two will be actually Sunday morning at 1030. And so, as I was uh, meditating, the Lord was giving me, when he gave me this word, uh, he gave me the statement, wisdom from there. Um, Because a lot of times uh, we're in situations and wisdom is waiting there for us to extract it, for us to pull pull it into different situations. So, you know, we just, uh, I know we were in the, the, uh, see, our second location. Uh, it was a lease option to buy building, and and you know we we entered the building, and the building had this huge ductwork. You know I've talked about it before, and we had to figure out a strategy to cover it, and there was no place to you couldn't. It was so wide you couldn't hang a wire from here to there, and then if you could, how could you get to it? It was hard to. Uh, secure a ladder that you could bring up on the stage and reach to the ceiling. And, you know, God came up with some wisdom. So uh, me and uh, Isaac actually was uh, working through that day, figuring out a way. We, I had to uh, create a wire to attach to a wire, to hook to a bar, to create another wire. Uh, <laughs> and I was hanging on the little beams. Uh, <laughs> and... Um, but I, uh, Isaac, you know, he asked, uh, well, how do we come up with that? And I said, well, you know, Isaac, there's wisdom for everything. You know, it wasn't my phrase, but I, what I've discovered in his life, uh, you know, uh, older than some, younger than others, but in my 58 years, right? That's right, yeah, 59 August, um, there's always wisdom. There's, there's, uh, and so it's for where, from wherever we are, whatever situation we is, we're in, whatever we get stuck in, there's wisdom from there. There's wisdom from there. Wisdom is waiting there. And what is that wisdom from there? It's uh, the unseen, never used, untouched, unmanifested wisdom. Unseen, never used, untouched, unmanifested wisdom. Right? And it's been waiting for its customized circumstance, its seemingly, uh, seem, seemingly impossible situation. So there's, there's the wisdom embedded waiting for the circumstance it's supposed to respond to. Um, it's amazing how we live around the greatest nourishment known to mankind. It's called the wisdom of God. We live around it all the time, you know, um, and <laughs> God knew this, and he, 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 gave us, he gave us clues and hints. He told us that man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God in Matthew 4, 4, right? So what he was saying is like, for you to navigate through this life and to truly live, you're going to have to take a diet of my wisdom. I want you to uh, turn your Bibles or your 
apps or your phone to Proverbs 8. Do something that we don't normally do, uh, but I'm going to read through the chapter, uh, uh, so probably going to be going kind of fast just for the sake of time. But it's, uh, it's, the, it's a, the wisdom chapter. It's the wisdom chapter. It opens up, it says, Doth, verse 1, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her voice? So imagine wisdom trapped and is crying out. You're in situations and circumstances, and wisdom's going, over here, over here. Hey, 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 like constantly saying, hey. And, you know, I don't know what to do, and we're getting depressed. And wisdom's going, no, 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 over here, over here, because it's waiting on us to pull on it and extract it. So it says, does not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice. She standeth in the top of the high places, by the way, in the places of the paths, she crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Any place we could be located, wisdom is there, right? Unto you, O man, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, simple, simple-minded, understand wisdom, ye fools. Be ye of an understanding heart. So even a response to some people that are simple and not, uh, don't have the ability to, comp- to, to comprehend certain things, wisdom's waiting on them too. Even those that are fools, wisdom is saying, hey, 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 I, I can convert you from a fool. If you're simple, wisdom says, I can convert you from being simple. If you're confused, wisdom saying, hey, 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 I can fix that too, right? It says, verse 6, it says, Here, for I will speak of excellent things. Here, for I will speak of excellent things. And the opening of my lips shall be right things, for my mouth shall speak truth, and wickedness is an abomination to my lips. So it says, when, when I operate in wisdom, I can't speak anything less than what God's design says. In verse 8, it says, All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing forward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth and right to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction and not silver knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom, verse 11, Proverbs 8, verse 11, it says, For wisdom is better than rubies and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Right? So wisdom is there to, for, to create some things, right? This is verse 13. The fear of the Lord and the reverence of the Lord is to hate evil, pride and arrogancy and the evil way. And the forward mouth do I hate. So wisdom is saying, I keep you in a place of reverence and locked into God. Verse 14. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I, I am understanding. I have strength. Wisdom is not saying it has understanding. Wisdom is saying I am understanding, right? And I have strength. So the core of us operating in any situation, of course, is wisdom. 15, by me kings reign and princes decree justice. By me princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. So anybody that's in any level of promotion or position is a result of wisdom. It says, I love them that love me. Those that seek me early shall find me. Basically, if they're inquiring of me first. Uh, 18, riches and honor are with with me, 
And yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold. My revenue than choice silver. I led in the way of righteousness in the midst of the path of judgments, that I may cause those who love me, look this, look at this, to inherit substance. And I will fill their treasures. The Lord possessed me in the beginning of his way before his works of old. I was set up from everlasting from the beginning or ever the earth was. When there was no depths, I was brought forth. When there was no fountains abounding with water, before the mountains was settled, right? Before the hills was brought forth, while as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world, when he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he set a compass upon the face of the depths, when he established the clouds above, when he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea his de decree that the water should not pass his commandment when he appointed the foundations of the earth. So the waters were set in a place where they go, oh, you got to stop right there because of wisdom. Then I was by him as one brought up with him. I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him rejoicing in the habitable part of the earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. It says, Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. This is wisdom talking. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the post of my doors. So blessed is the person that's always inquiring of wisdom. For whosoever findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Whosoever findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they, all they that hate me love death. And so uh, I did something different. I read through the whole chapter of Proverbs 8. So as we're, we're navigating through wisdom from there, Proverbs 8 is covering every aspect of why wisdom is important, how wisdom was important to God, how wisdom was important to Christ, how wisdom is important to the Holy Spirit, how before, I mean, imagine looking at the earth and seeing darkness and void, and you have to speak things into existence, but those things were spoken to existence, but they were ignited by wisdom, right? Because you, you, when, when, you, when you create something, you create anything in this life or you answer any problem in this life, you just can't answer the problem in the moment. You have to project how it's going to play out long term. Like when we make decisions, somebody said, hey, let's just do this. Uh, me and Pastor Mel, number one thing we'll say is, okay, well, we have to see how that's going to play out going forward. If we say yes to this now, can we say yes to everybody else that makes this request later? Right? So we have to operate in wisdom. There's things that may seem right now, but they're, they're, they could be damaging tomorrow. There's a person that we may want to put in position now, but it's not best for them later because God wants to use them in another position later. So wisdom covers these things, right? The book of James reminds us that wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable. Let's look at James 3.17. Again, we're talking about wisdom from there. Whatever situation we're in, we can extract some wisdom from there, right? Uh, we just read through Proverbs. It says wisdom's at the gates, at the doors. In, the, in, in every nook and cranny of our life, 
if we, are, if we allow ourselves to be sensitive to it, to hear that, tink, that tinge from God, we'll recognize there's wisdom from there. You know, we get depressed and frustrated because we think it's an insurmountable situation. We think it's impossible because we can't see the whole picture. We don't understand the height, depth, the length, and the width because we don't have the wisdom from there. So James chapter 3, verse 17, it says, but wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, right? Gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. And it's so interesting when you operate in wisdom, everybody harmonizes. When you lean to your own understanding, it causes craziness and chaos. You know, we could say wisdom is God's superfood. Wisdom is God's superfood. And, and if, 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 when we process through this teaching, we'll recognize that there's wisdom for everything. There's wisdom for everything in every situation. So if I'm frustrated, Tanya, I'm not really tapping into wisdom. I'm leaning to my own understanding because w- our own understanding can only see but so far. But wisdom can see in the unseen realm. Wisdom can see how it all comes together. Wisdom can see the start of the maze and how to get through the maze all in one picture, right? Our own understanding can only see, should I go this way? Should I go that way? Should I travel down this way? But wisdom sees the path all the way through. Now, you know, again, I know this is God, but coming up, you know, on the cereal boxes, they always had these mazes. But for whatever reason, and not because I, I, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I'm going to do this thing. I would just look at the maze, and I always picked the, the right path every time. But, I, but I'm just, I'm young. You know, I'm just, you know, you, you're trying to eat the whole box of cereal so you occupying your time. And, you know, so I just did the maze thing. And, I, and before I did it, I would look, and the whole maze kind of, how could I put it? It's like everything on the maze went dark but the path that you had to go through. All I could see is the path that you had to go through. So I would just do it and just do the path that you go through. But now I understand I was being graced grace with or afforded a level of wisdom and didn't know it. Because it, was, it, was it, it wasn't like I, I thought I was special or none. It was, I, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Look at the thing and just go through it. Hey, just do this over here. All right, so, so, so that's how wisdom processes things. See, this is the thing. We have to, we, we want to tap into God's wisdom. So that's why God tells us to, to, to chew on his word because the word will have us thirsting for wisdom and not our own understanding. Realize this. If I'm talking to me, that's limited info. If I'm spending, if I'm in a situation and the only person I'm talking to is me, that's limited info. If I'm talking to the circumstances, that's negative info. If I'm talking to God, that's unlimited information. And so, so when I'm in a situation, I, I, if I'm talking to me, that's limited. Because all I know is what I know, what I've known to that point. If I'm talking to the circumstances, circumstances are screaming negative. If I'm talking to God, that's unlimited information. Let's look here at 1 Corinthians 2. It's a familiar scripture here at our church. We talk about it quite often. 1 Corinthians 2, and we're going to read verses 4 and 5. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 4 and 5. It says, And my speech 
And my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. You can underline, underline and circle that if you can or make a note in your phones or your tablets. Uh, is it not enticing words of man's wisdom? So that's enticing words. That's how we were tricked. You know, you, had, you ever somebody sold you something and you felt bad later? You know, they enticed you to purchase something. They overrode your ability to process. Or maybe it was just too much to think about. You're like, oh, okay, I'll buy it. <laughs> right? That's enticing words of man's wisdom. He says, so, so Paul's saying here, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of spirit and power. And then he, he, he further explains in verse 5 that your faith, so he's saying that if you're going to have faith, I don't want it to be in enticing words. I don't want it to be in theories or me pumping you up. He says, I want it to be in, in spirit and power. He says, so that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So when we try to operate in faith, there's something that gives us staying power. And so sometimes... Uh, we listen to man's wisdom and we hang around temporarily for a while, but eventually that has a shelf life because that, that's not founded on truth and that didn't come from God. But he says, if you really want your faith to stand, it has to stand not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, God's wisdom. And see, so there's a difference here because you have See, God's wisdom is confirmed through demonstration. That's what it says, right? Demonstration of power. Man's wisdom is through stimulation. So enticing words stimulate you, right? God's wisdom is through, right, is through demonstration. Man's wisdom is through stimulation. The difference is stimulation fails, right? it fails to manifest corresponding power. See, so in other words, if, if you just do things because somebody told you or because your girlfriends and your boyfriends told you, without corresponding manifesting power, that's not necessarily coming from God. But God's wisdom has something backing it up. The Bible says he works with his words. He works with his word with signs following. God's wisdom has something backing it up called the power of God, right? And that's why you want to, you, 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 we get so frustrated because, yes, we're intellectual and we, we have book knowledge and we have experience and, you know, we've achieved great accomplishments in our life. That doesn't necessarily mean that's going to carry over into wisdom for what you're dealing with in the present situation now. So that's why we have to stay humble. We'll always tap into God's wisdom. So we don't want to lean to our own understanding because we said if we focus on me, that's limited information. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says what? Lean not to your own understanding, right? It says in all your ways, acknowledge him, God's wisdom, and he shall direct your path. See, so, so, so we're encouraged not to lean to our own understanding. Now, leaning to our own understanding is what we call carnal-minded. So carnal, carnality, fleshly-minded. That's our own understanding, right? It says, but it says, but in all your ways, acknowledge God. That's spiritually minded. So, so what the scripture says, in all we do, we want to be acknowledge God in all we do. We don't want to lean to our own understanding. Limited information. We want to tap into the unlimited information, right? Let's go here to uh, Romans 8. Romans 8. Now, there's wisdom from there. There's situations that 
that, that quite a few of us are processing through even right now. And the thing is, there's wisdom from there. And so God wants to, to recalibrate our lives to when situations come up, we tap into the wisdom from there. Not lean to an understanding, not go by the circumstances, not go by the failures, the mishaps and all the, the data from the, the, the craziness of confusion, right? All right, so here we go, uh, Romans 8, verse 5. It says, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, circumstance-minded and fleshly-minded. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6, for to be carnally-minded or fleshly-minded is death, but to be spiritually-minded is life and peace. For the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God because they're not going to listen to God's instructions or advice. Having a conversation with my son this week, and he's growing my grandchildren, and we were just processing through uh, just the different stages. So there was times, so, so he's been in some situations where the grandchildren may not agree with his instructions, you know. They're kids, you know. They're, you know, they, they decide whether they think it's credible or not. And sometimes they decide based on your age. You know, oh, Grandma, you old. You probably don't even know what's happening. Or Grandpa, you old. You don't know what's happening, right? But, but the thing is, if, if, if they're not listening through, through uh, the eye gate, the flesh, or, or, or if it sounds good or not, if they really was listening through their spiritual ear, they would hear God's wisdom, and they, will, they would be able to please God, not, not get into the flesh. And so God is hoping that we operate that way. God is constantly trying to instruct us all the time. Remember, wisdom is at the gate. Everywhere we go, there's wisdom from there. But sometimes we're so in our flesh. Your, your uh, circumstance come up, you might have got a, uh, uh, some of y'all have, a, some of y'all probably get news notifications, Right? So as soon as you get the news notifications, you'll respond as if that's the gospel. <laughs> but if you get a, but suppose you get a pop-up of scripture, do you respond that way? The same way you respond to the news, hey, they just said, <laughs> right? Do we say God just said, right? And so God wants us to keep tapping into his way of doing things. See, that carnal mind is familiar in all his interactions. The carnal mind is all about familiarity. What's what it can hold on to, what it can calculate with its own mind. See, that's why enticing words of man's wisdom can always get the carnal mind because flattery or enticing words, um, uh, those, the, the carnal mind loves operating in that realm. Large personality, small spirit. See, operating in God's wisdom is small personality, large spirit. Operating in man's wisdom is large personality, but small spirit. <laughs> See, it's all about how I sound and look, not about who I am, right? But it's supposed to be about who I am, not about how I sound or look. Right? I may not sound right, may not look right, but if I'm packing wisdom, I'm going to impact right. <laughs> you, you see the difference? And so, so of course, the Scripture tells us, uh, tells us that that when we find wisdom, we find life and obtain favor of the Lord in Proverbs 8.35. We just read that. So if we can find wisdom, there's wisdom from there. Sweetheart, there's wisdom from there. So if we can tap into that wisdom, right, 
it brings us alive. You ever been in a situation that seems insurmountable? Then you count, you found out a solution. How did you feel when you found, whoo, we could just do this. You know, you, when you figure out how it's going to process out. You know, uh, as we've been growing, the process of even being here in this building right now, we've gone through a process. Remember uh, one building? Uh, okay, we were in a location. We were paying 700 a month as a dance studio. So then uh, we had an offer for the second building, and when we went to meet with them, they said, well, okay, well, you know, uh, basically uh, we can let you guys lease this place for 6400 a month. Now, now, we were paying 700 So we sat there, like, I, I, like we didn't, you know, we didn't go, are you crazy? We just sat there, and when the conversation was over, I was like, well, we appreciate you guys, you know, uh, talking to us about this building, uh, but there's nothing we can do about it. So, so we left. This was uh, the second location. So then they, for, out of nowhere, they called us back, right, to meet. And I was like, man, why do they want to meet? Like, we can't pay 6400 So we sat down and talked. We were sitting there talking the whole time. And this is how I am as a person. So I'm giving you all, all my playlists. I like to get right to the point. Now, I might sit there and small talk with you. But the whole time, I'm like, could we just get to the point? Especially if it's like something coming up. I'm like, okay, it's night. <laughs> it's night. The weather is wonderful. But... I really would like to get to the point. So, but, but not, not, I'm not going to be rude. So we, we, we're having a good conversation. But the whole time I'm sitting there going, why are we even here? So then they said, well, you know, maybe we can work something out. I said, okay, it's going to be a whole lot of working, <laughs> right? And so they said, well, I think we can do it for like 4,900. That's still seven times seven. <laughs> so... We left out and we prayed about it because there's wisdom from there. And the, and the Lord, the wisdom the Lord gave me was offer them a progressive lease. No, no. I didn't read progressive lease. I didn't Google progressive lease. My wife is the witness. I said, babe, the Lord just said, let's offer them a progressive lease. And so call them back and says, well, tell you what, if we could come in, I think at 2200 and then in six months, we would go up. And then another six months, we'd go up. And then a year after that, we would go up. We would end up at 30-something. Um, and they took it. And so that's when we moved into the second building. But God came up with the wisdom from there. Because I never heard of it. <laughs> we, actually, in our house, she's the negotiator. So it had to be the wisdom from God because I'm the guy that, oh, 60, 60-something? Oh, no, we gone. This is not even a consideration. I'm that guy. She's the person that normally will, well, tell you what, tell you what. But the Lord came up with some wisdom from there. When she was in agreement, we offered it. Obviously, we ended up in that building for two years, right? So there's wisdom from there, and, and, and God is trying to help us. Psalm 90, verse 12. Psalm 90, Psalm 90 verse 12. This, this, this is going to help us because, you know, if you think about it, so, Tanya, no matter what levels we go to, you know, we have opportunities, uh, uh, things are favorable. You notice how, like, you could be at a level where you, 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 you need so much. And then you say, when I get to this point where I don't need this, I'm going to be straight. Then you get to that level where you don't need that, but then you find something else you need, which you didn't know you would need until you got to that level, right? <laughs> right? But it seems like you, you, it's like in your mind you're looking for, ah, but it's always considerations. But you notice something that every level you need wisdom. 
Like it just don't go away. And actually, my wife talked, we, we talked about this, uh, I think it was this morning or whatever. We were just talking about the effects of stress. So I said, you know, in reality, I'm, I process through stress. I've been processing through stress. I said, you know, I said, babe, you talked about good stress, so it's good stress. But it's just stress because we deal with a lot. We, we have a lot going on. And I said, so, so it can have an effect. So I got to be mindful to do healthy things so I'm not overwhelmed by stress. You know, stre- stress will sneak up on you and snatch you and, and, and snatch you out. But I noticed it because we had went away, we came back, and as soon as we came back, I had a couple things I had to deal with. I said, why do I feel different? I feel different than I felt when I was gone. I said, wow, so this is how I probably feel all the time, but I was numb to it. And then when I went away for a couple of days and came back, I realized it. You know what I'm saying? So, so but what, what keeps us from being stressful is wisdom, man. It's wisdom from there. So what comes up a lot of times, how we operate is, oh, whatever comes up, there's, there's some wisdom from there. We just need to tap into what that wisdom is. So I told you Psalm 90, right? And I didn't turn there. I was running my mouth. All right, so let's go to Psalm 90. Let me get there so we can read it together. Psalm 90, verse 12. It says, so teach us to number our days, right? It says that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Now, 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 when it says number our days, it's saying maximize our moments. Because sometimes we can be so uh, clouded, days are going by that we're supposed to benefit from. Moments are going by we're supposed to benefit from. We're taking for granted the moments that we do have, right? You know, we're, see, see, you know, a lot of times, you know, pastors talk about, Stop smoking, stop drinking, and stuff like that. And people go, here we go, uh, religious. I'll, it may be religious, but that's not why I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it because we can't afford to be blind. We can miss a moment. That, and then we'll be like, I don't understand why this is happening. Not knowing the whole time we missed a moment. And we're going, God, why are you letting this happen? And God, the Holy Spirit, wisdom, and everybody going, you missed a moment, man. You was in a stupor. That moment was, was the moment you're supposed to make that move so we wouldn't be dealing with this right now. Stay woke, man. Stop missing the moments, right? So that's kind of, you know, so, so, so here the psalmist is saying, teach us to number our days, to be more intentional, that we may ap- apply our hearts unto wisdom. Recognize the wisdom from there. See, it's not our job to control the narrative or the outcome. It's to be obedient on demand. It's not our job to control the narrative or the outcome. It's our job. See, we put too much energy. I got to make sure. I got to No, 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 no. It's our job to be attentive, to be obedient in each moment because God knows what we need to do each and every day. Acknowledge him in all our ways and he'll direct our path. That's what the scripture just said. See, we have to trust God that trust God loves us and what? His plan is always better than ours. Right? Trust that he loves us and his plan is always better than ours. And so, so, so if, we, if we're honest with ourselves, because we spend time in prayer with the assumption that, I guess, we're trying to get wisdom, but a lot of times we're praying to excuse something that we're doing that's twisted, you know. You know, sometimes we, 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 do, we know we ain't supposed to be doing it. Like, Lord, this, if you let me out of this one. 
But, but, but we're not supposed to be praying for God to support our wickedness. We're supposed to be praying to harmonize with his will. Right? So we're not supposed to be praying for God to support our wicked. We're supposed to be praying to harmonize with his will. Right? With his wisdom. And see, so we have to ask ourselves when we're using this mouth that God gave us, are we speaking what God desires or amplifying the obvious circumstances? See, circumstances are sent, false evidence of being real, to get us to use our mouth because the adversary knows, just like the word says, you're snared by the words of your mouth. So he's, he's trying to get you, speak the circumstances. Like, like, like if you go, man, you know, uh, you know, they're making us work overtime and they're doing this and the other. Okay, you speaking it don't, it's not, it was, <laughs> you just magnified the obvious. How about saying what God says? There's wisdom from there, right? So we must tame our tongue from the habit of speaking what it sees and feels, right? Because it's creating a diversion from wisdom. We have to tame our tongue from the habit of speaking what it sees and feels first, right? Because it's creating a diversion from wisdom, right? It's creating a diversion from wisdom. So the tongue needs to be permanently tamed by wisdom before you use it. The tongue needs to be permanently tamed by wisdom before you use it. See, that's why the Scripture tells us what? Be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to wrath. What it's saying is, hey, before you open your mouth, tap into wisdom. Find out the wisdom from there before you speak. But sometimes we speak before we've consulted with wisdom. So we got to tame, uh, the tongue needs to be prematurely tamed by wisdom before use, right? That's James 1.19, slow to speak, right? Because this is a reality. An unrestrained tongue is going to facilitate crazy. <laughs> if that tongue ain't tamed by wisdom, it's gonna, it, it may say some accurate things, but not best things. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So, so it may say some justifiable things, but not best things, right? But wisdom will have you communicate what's best. You know, I, I get it. A lot of us grew up in, in you, know, you know, like myself, we grew up in the hood, and in the hood, hey, hey nobody going to play me. I'm a, you, like you react, and your, your piece is if I conquered them with my mouth, if I told them like it was. But see, that's not God's way of wisdom. Wisdom operates in meekness. Meekness is persuading in return for attack, not attacking in return for attack. <laughs> right? Don't render evil for evil. Ain't that what the Bible says? That's wisdom. Because God knows there's, there's more going on than your, your response. And sometimes I think we, we are too smart for ourselves. But, but just keep this in mind. Smart don't make you wise. You can be smart, that don't mean you're wise. And I think that's where we're challenged with, we're confident in our smartness as opposed to being humble in our intellect and yielding to wisdom, right? See, see wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. 
So it, it means there's people that have knowledge just not applying it right, right? Because they didn't consult with wisdom first. And so, 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 and at times we've, we've tapped into wisdom. We may have tapped into wisdom and we've done some major things and had major breakthroughs. But keep this in mind. Don't think wisdom today will cover every situation tomorrow. Wisdom today is for, is for wisdom today. Like, like in, the, in, in, uh, in the wilderness, that manna was for a particular time. He says, okay, when you get to Friday, you just eat as much as you want. He, he, said, he said, don't save nothing. <laughs> right? Some people start saving it, but that nourishment for today was spoiled tomorrow. That manna, right, is the same thing. Uh, your rhema today, your revelation today, your wisdom for today doesn't mean it's, 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 it's what's needed for tomorrow. It, God set up a system where we would depend on him for our daily bread. To give us this day our daily bread. Well, we're basically saying give us this day our daily wisdom. Matthew 6, verse 11. You know, that's the Lord's prayer, right? Give us this day. Our, but how many people are inquiring daily for the wisdom for that, that day? How many people are riding, trying to ride on the fumes of the wisdom of yesterday? Right? So, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a different angle. And see, if it's, if scriptures start to make sense. James 1, 5, if you don't have wisdom, what it says? Let them ask. It says, not wavering. It says, the person that asks wavering in doubt, almost like, I don't really need this, or this is not really important. It says, don't let that man, don't let that man think he'll receive anything from God. But it's a faith. See, see I think the faith is attached to the humility of, I need wisdom. So I'm not going to ask, you know, wavering. I'm going to ask with, oh, no, I need this. And I'm going to lock my heart into receiving it. Uh, James 1, 5, right? And so, so see, when, when what, what? The scripture says, without faith it's possible to please God. It says, it says, it talks about diligently seeking God and believing that he is. He's a reward of them that diligently seek him. So that person's going to get wisdom because they really are inquiring on the Lord because they need him, not, oh, well, they say I got to show up because for something. No, 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 no. No, I, I know I need God. And, and so what happens is if we don't tame our tongue, if we don't, if we don't watch lean into our own understanding, There'll be wisdom coming to us, but we allow too many other voices to create diversions from us to hear that accurate wisdom. And then, you know, now it's like, was that God? Was that me? Was that this, that, and other? So we got to shut down that noise. That's why we fast and pray. That's why we don't uh, take in too many things of the world. Because I was talking to a young man, he's 14, we were talking about music. We were talking about creating an atmosphere. I said, I'm going to be honest with you. And so I sent him some music. And he said, he says, he says, he, he's such an honest young man. Love talking to him. He said, he says, Pastor Key, he says, it's an adjustment. Because it's, it's an adjustment from rap. When I used to minister to youth, I, I tell him, I said, listen, y'all think y'all going to be listening to rap all day and come in and hear uh, the, uh, the, the voice of God, hear the presence of God, hear the worship in the kingdom, pick up on that tune? Oh, no, you was marching to a whole nother beat. And it created a diversion for you to pick up when God is speaking. Wisdom comes through music. 
When, when, when the psalmists are going forth, you know how many people's lives have changed because of worship? Hearing a song, a lyric in a song, the wisdom embedded in music. It's a, it's a whole lot of wisdom in psalms. Psalms are, psalms are songs, right? So, so you know, but we got to shut out all that other noise. We got to shut out complaining. Look, look, Scripture tells us do everything without murmuring and disputing. You know why? We can't let uh, uh, complaints, enticement, uh, pull us out of wisdom's enlightenment. See, 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 complainers always trying to entice you into drinking from it. Complain, uh, criticize, you know, uh, judge, determine what's value and what's important. So you'll tell this person they shouldn't have bought this, but you bought that. You just didn't buy what they bought. So that puts put you in a position to complain about them but they, they may not want to waste their money on what you bought, your, what you used your money for. You know, they may be like me, shop, shop for bargains everywhere. You might be the person who don't shop for bargains nowhere. They got seven things for what you paid for one, right? So, so we got to watch uh, being enticed by complaint and criticism because it'll pull us out of wisdom's enlightenment. There's, there's always wisdom from there. See, this is the thing. Wisdom is the key to not being overwhelmed. It's the key to not being overwhelmed. If wisdom is your friend, things are going to come at you attempting you to be overwhelmed. But if wisdom is your friend, you'll go, hey, there's, there's wisdom from there. <laughs> right, I, I don't know what it is, I don't, but I know there's wisdom. And I just need to tap into it. You know, they, you, know you watch these, uh, these, you know, is it Raiders of the Lost Ark or whatever, where they're after some type of treasure. And everywhere they go, there's a clue, there's a key, there's, there's a signal. Uh, we talked about it in uh, breadcrumbs. And everywhere we go, there's, there's, a, there's wisdom there. We just got to tap into it. There's wisdom from there. See, when uncertainty tries to challenge you, remember, there's wisdom for everything. Certainty tries to intimidate you, remember, there's wisdom for everything. There is nothing insurmountable as long as wisdom is there. <laughs> right? And we just need to tap into that wisdom. And so, so when, we, when the Scripture tells us to be sober-minded and and operating clarity and, you know, don't get caught up in all these things. What it's saying is you'll, you're, you're, you'll be more attentive to pick up the wisdom from there. And so, so you think about the, what, what does the world tell us? It feeds us, you know, if there's a crisis. Oh, man. <laughs> man, the way this day went, I got to have me a drink. Like, like you know, it, it's, it feeds that to you as opposed to, Man, it's a crazy day. I got to have me some wisdom. You see the difference? See, 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 the, the, everything that you're being fed coming up, the person, you watch the movie, the person is a great person. They're doing fine in life. They don't smoke, don't drink. And there's a major crisis and in the movie where they go. They go to the bar and be like, hey, man, I thought you stopped drinking. Yeah, but not today. Today, I got to have me a drink. How come we don't go, 
Today, I got to have me wisdom. Think about it. We're going through something, and the world tells us, get blinder than you are now. Lose more clarity than you have now. And then you say to yourself, think about how more and more frustrated you get, irritable you get, snappy you get, impatient you get, frustrated you get. Because you ain't drink wisdom, you, dr- you drunk confusion or something that was going to cloud you even more, right? And, 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 and this is what the world doesn't tell you. There's no wisdom outside the lines. You go outside of God's presence, there's no wisdom out there. You go outside of presence, you, and the reason why, there's wisdom available, but you can't see it outside of God's presence. It's almost like that world doesn't exist to you. Wisdom's world doesn't exist to you when you're outside of God's presence. I, I look at Colossians 4. Let's look at Colossians 4. Wisdom from there. There's always wisdom from there. Me and my wife was talking this week, and I was, uh, I was telling Pastor Mel, I was like, wow. I said, you know, I said, this is a very interesting life, but the, the wonderful thing is now we're old enough where we actually see that there's wisdom from there. <laughs> but the thing is, you don't have to wait till you trip and fall through all the stuff we went through. You can see there's wisdom from there now. All right, Colossians 4, and we'll hit verse 5. It said, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Look, all right, so let me read this out of Amplify. It says, conduct yourself with wisdom in your interactions with outsiders, non-believers. Make the most of each opportunity, treating it as something precious. Let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions you. So look at this. What it's saying is if we, if we, if we fill ourselves up with wisdom, even when people uh, from the outside are, that, 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 think about it, they're clouded. See, we, we think people are coming at us questioning what we believe, uh, coming up with different laws and policies because... Uh, of hate you, they can't hate you. They don't know you. And then you think people are, don't believe what you believe because they're against it. No, if they're outside of it, they can't see it. But you have the wisdom to draw them into it. <laughs> see, that's why you have to tap into wisdom. That's, how, that's why you have to deal with that. See, so you have to ask yourself this. Are you listening or are you hearing yourself lie? So are you really listening to wisdom or are you hearing yourself lie? See, because sometimes you, and when I say that, I'm not talking about uh, overtly lie, you know. You know, you recognize there's a panic, panic situation. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm going to lie. We're talking about you, 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 you've engulfed deception so much, you're living a lie, so everything that comes out to you is a lie. So as soon as somebody challenges you, oh, no, no, that didn't happen. Because your, your default is I can't embrace truth if it makes me look bad. But, but no, no, if you look bad, there's wisdom for there, from there. So you're forfeiting tapping into the wisdom to cover up a need for it. 
called lying. It's called lying. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a, y'all got colors for lies, right? Not y'all, people have colors for lies. White, pink, whatever. No, lies and lies and lies and lies and lie is a lie. And so, so we have to ask ourselves, are we desensitized to our own lies? Have our lies become our truth or has God's wisdom become our truth? So how does somebody fight you tooth and nail with no research? Yet you realize some people are arguing with you. They have little to no research. So why are they so confident? Their lies have become their truth. <laughs> not God's word, not God's wisdom, their lies have become their truth. So to a point where they're so confident. You, you most of the people that their lives become the truth, they speak in absolute. I don't believe that. Have you researched it? You can, it's okay to say, I mean, that's kind of hard to believe, but I'm going to I'm gonna have to look into that. No, they ain't saying stuff like that. I don't believe that. That's not true. That's not true because you say it's not true or because you have some research to back that up? Oh, it's not true because you don't want to believe it because it's something that you have to ascribe to. So, so now you... you you, you believe in your own, your own, your lies have become your truth. See, so, so I want to read another part of Proverbs 8, um, verse 32 through 36, but I want to read it out of the Amplified this time. It says, now therefore, O sons, listen to me. For blessed, happy, prosperous, to be admired are they who keep my ways. Heed, look, pay attention to instruction and be wise. Basically, have wisdom. It says, do not ignore or neglect it. Blessed, again, happy, prosperous, to be admired is the man who listens to me watching daily at my gates, waiting at my doorposts for whosoever finds me, wisdom, finds life and obtains favor and grace from the Lord. But he who fails to find me or sins against me by lying injures himself. All those who hate me Love and court death. And begin to share regret for how... Uh, that's, that's another passage. Let's go to Proverbs 11. I said we have to find this wisdom that's always available at the gates, at the doorposts, uh, and is more important than protecting a lie. Finding wisdom is more important than protecting a lie. It's more, because, you know, you can, if you live to protect a lie, then your whole life is about uh, hiding lies. Like the whole, your whole life. You're, uh, I was meditating on this uh, through another situation I have to deal with. Uh, and I was meditating on uh, the, the phrase, my business. I, so, so normally people use that phrase, you know, where I grew up, is, you know, I just don't want to tell nobody business. I want everybody in my business. Now, now, I've been afforded to be able to talk to different people at different levels, and sometimes they train you at high profiles, whether he's an actor or you're a high-level coach or athlete. They kind of train you to almost stay under a bubble because one little thing can blow up and then it can affect the team or it can affect the business or the corporation or what have you. So it's understandable, but still it's not legit there either. But a lot of us are operating on the, st the standard of my business. If somebody finds out your business, what's going to happen? 
I'm just curious. What's going to happen? Stock market's going to crash. I mean, what? They, they're going to talk. Okay, let's say they talk about, let's say somebody right now, your business right now, they find it out and they send it to, uh, what's, the, what's the paper here? Is the Observer, Charlotte Observer? They send it to somebody at Charlotte Observer. Will they even publish it? Will it be front page news, back page news? Will it be any page news? But we are operating as if it will be, oh, my God, when they find this out, it's going to go viral. I think we're working harder on protecting something of no value than putting our energy in discovering what is valuable, that wisdom. See, you can't, you, you, you can't do both. You can't protect the, the lie, the mishaps, the mistakes, the embarrassment, and use you got all your forces protecting something of no value. You need to disperse those forces to find what's valuable. That's more valuable than rubies and gold and silver. We just read it in Proverbs 8. Wisdom. To find witty inventions. Sometimes we're protecting something that's just not a good idea. Uh, I always tell this story. A gentleman comes up to me. Uh, he's offended. We had, a, we had a business school at the last church. And we, the first class you take is feasibility before you even write your business plan. So he comes in, I can't believe I got a D on the, on the feasibility exam. I said, why are you upset? I said, don't you want to know if your business is feasible? I said, it, they're just telling you it's not feasible. So now you don't spend a lot of time with a business plan for something that's not going to work. But that wasn't the challenge. The challenge was it was telling him this great idea was not feasible. And instead of finding the wisdom of what God wanted him to do, you're protecting something that has no value. Mm-mm-mm. Ooh, we could see what we could be. All right, so Proverbs 11, we've talked about this scripture here a lot at the church. Proverbs 11. Again, wisdom from there is our topic. There's some wisdom from there. Uh, I gave y'all the wrong scripture. It's the wrong scripture. What is it? Uh, let's see. I'm going to give you the scripture. Uh, it's not Proverbs 11. Um, and I know my wife's going to find it because she uses it all the time. It might be 13. No, wisdom is bound in the heart of a man. It takes a man of understanding to draw it out. So it might be 13.5 or something. I might. So if y'all could, one of y'all can find that real quick. That would be great. So wisdom is bound in the heart of a man. It takes a man of understanding to draw it out. And actually, the Lord, I found this scripture after the Lord showed me this. I was talking to a, a peer, he's a minister, and he was in a crisis. And while we're talking, the whole time we're talking, like I told you, we were talking, but my whole time I'm like, well, we're both ministers, like, I, you know, and then I, I had a, a higher esteem for him, but he was really needing help. 
And so I was like, well, you know, I know all he knows already. And, but the Holy Spirit started to download wisdom for him in the situation. It wasn't me. And he was like, man, thank you so much. I said, no, 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 bro. I said, I said, that wisdom was already in you, but, but because of the pain you're dealing with, Proverbs 25 is, is, is 20 verse 5 is the scripture. I said, because of the pain you was dealing with, it was, it's hard for you to pull that wisdom out. I said, so because I'm not dealing with your pain, I was able to draw out that wisdom for the situation that was already in your heart. We, me and Pastor Mel, that's, our, that's what counseling is. People show up with wisdom inside them all the time, but because they're dealing with the circumstances, it's hard to pull it out or see it. So what we do is draw it out for them, right? And, and, and so, so this is why we got to stay in the Word. This Word is the key. The interest of the Word brings light, gives understanding to the simple. It is how we discover wisdom. And you got to look. These commandments are special. The commandments are a result of intelligence, logistics, and data extracted from the foundations of the world. And what happens is they're lived forward in the applications. In they're li- okay, so it's data, it's intelligence extracted from the foundations of the world. So from the beginning of the world, wisdom has is, been breathed into every aspect of our lives. And so when, when situations come up, it pulls on the need for that wisdom to be extracted. But it's, all, it's sitting there dormant of no value until a situation comes up that it's designed for. And so, so, so that wisdom that now was embedded years ago is lived forward when we apply it. Right? So, so, oh, okay, so, so Proverbs 46.10. It says, God declared the end from the beginning. So, so God came back to the beginning to establish the end. Just like an uh, architect builds a blueprint of what's going to be built. Right? So what God did was he, he declared the end. This is what the end result's going to be. From the beginning, he backed up. We're going to need this, 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 this. They're going to need that. They're going to need that, 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 that. They're going to need this, this. Okay, ready, begin. So as we're taking steps forward, the, the, the wisdom is already embedded. It's already been processed in there. We just got to keep picking it up as, we, as the demand requires it. Not, oh, my God, what's that? That's an opportunity for wisdom. <laughs> the scripture says, deep calleth unto deep. So when you're in a deep situation, it calls for deep wisdom. Psalm 42, 7. Right? Deep calleth unto deep. Look, look. Uh, Ecclesiastes 3. You, you get tickled, you, you're gone. We, can, we might not get you back. All right, so Ecclesiastes 3, verse 15. It speaks to the same scripture, Psalm 46.10. It says, 
that which has been is now, and that which is to be has already been. And God required that which is past. He's requiring the wisdom that he's already embedded in the earth realm. See, see, <laughs> am I jumping ahead? I know, I know it. Oh, it's right here. So, so what's happening is when we get into these situations, we're arriving at God's projected wisdom packaged inside the reality of it is finished. So think about this. So when we get into situations and we extract God's projected wisdom, because he, he declared the end from the beginning. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. That's called a diversion. Now, all right, so, so he declared the end from the beginning. So we have this projected wisdom, but it's packaged inside a reality. That reality is called it is finished. See, so, so, so way back in Genesis 1, God, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, Genesis 1, 1. Genesis 2, 1, and God was finished with the heavens and earth and all the hosts of them, right? Right? And so so he, he was finished. He was finished with the heavens and the earth. Then when Christ, when Christ died, one of the seven last words is, it is finished. All the wisdom you need is now available for whatever situation you're going to be in. And so that's what's happening when we get into situations. There's wisdom from there. That's where the, when the Bible says pray for your enemies, that's where that comes from. That's wisdom. That's wisdom for certain situations. It says, it says when, you, when you buffet it wrongfully, take it patiently, that's wisdom. All that was pulled from it is finished. See, see <laughs> wisdom allows God to do what's best in his hand why we apply what's best for our purpose. See, so wisdom allowed God. See, we put stuff in our hands, but our job is to be obedient and apply wisdom. God takes care of all the other stuff. Let, so wisdom allows God to do what's best with his hands while we do what's best for our purpose, right? Apply what's best for our purpose. That's why the scripture says the, uh, the sentence, um, because, yeah, because the sentence of evil is not executed speedily, they find it in their hearts to do evil. Well, the sentence against the evil work is not executed speedily because wisdom is involved. Wisdom is, is slow to respond because there's a way to work it all out for good, right? That's why wisdom. So we're going to end with this last scripture, uh, 1 Corinthians 6. It's another familiar scripture here at the church. So just keep in mind there's wisdom from there. Even though it seems un- insurmountable and overwhelming, we have to tap into the wisdom from there. God, show me the wisdom from there. All right, so uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 12, it says, All things are lawful unto me, but all things are not expedient, not best. It says, all things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any, right? So, wisdom always sees and does what's best. It always sees and does what's best. Not what's easiest, not not what's comfortable, not based on the circumstances, not based on what you like or they like. It's what's best. Wisdom always sees and does what's best. 
So we'll end there uh, with just the first segment. Sunday we'll hit part two of Wisdom from There.